second peter now normally i would dismiss right now but i i don't feel like god had me put 20 hours on this yesterday to bypass it so i'm not going to give you the whole thing which i wouldn't have gotten through the whole thing anyway and i'm not going to give you a dead word i'm not going to give you three little points and you know you can tuck them away somewhere i am going to speak to you i'm going to speak to the nation and i'm going to speak to nations and i'm going to speak to the body of christ the true remnant of the kingdom of god and of his christ around the world i'm not interested in you politicians you know nothing any of them my life is not guided by the political winds of self-indulgence in my opinion we ought to have term limits on everything you've been there long enough get out the way make room for somebody with some new ideas make room for somebody that wants to progressively move forward instead of trying to everything today is a stranglehold on power now if you think anybody's out for anything else you are deceived it does not matter to me whether they are donkey or an elephant neither one of them very attractive that doesn't matter to me what matters to me is what should the kingdom of God be doing at this moment in history? Because for some unknown reason, God decided for you to be here on the planet, geographically located right now. You are not an accident. Shout, I am not an accident. I'm here on purpose. Can't just stand here and do your own thing. This is kingdom business. God's kingdom on earth. How darest pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done now on earth as it is in heaven. We are the enforcement agents and the church is the enforcement agency for the kingdom of God, not for your political agenda. Yeah, I'm going to preach about Latvia. I'm going to preach about Russia. I'm going to preach about the former Soviet states. I'm going to preach about Syria. I'm going to preach about China. I'm going to preach to you regarding what should be our response to Afghanistan and the battle of Gog of Magog. Say this with me, Gog of Magog. There's a reason he sounds like that, Gog. 
It is the spirit of Antichrist. I'll not get too deeply involved. While I was a boy growing up in church, our preachers always said the battle of Gog and Magog. It is not the battle of Gog and Magog. It is the battle of Gog of Gog of Magog. Gog is not a human person. Gog, as I will teach you, is a spiritual principality. He shows up, first of all, in Genesis, a man named Gog. That's not who we're talking about. This Gog is one of those principalities and powers that are in actuality the rulers of nations. At some point, the backslidden church in America must come to grips with the fact that we are spirit beings first. We must come to grips with the fact that just above our head, in the supernatural sphere, we realize that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not fleshly, as Blair was alluding to. They have nothing to do with our flesh. They have nothing to do with our mind. They have nothing to do with the soulish part of man. They have rather to do with a spirit that is dead in trespasses and sin. Oh, that went over big. There are only two kinds of people walking around that you're bumping into every day. There are only two kinds. Now, the modern church has three kinds. I'll tell you the first kind the lost lost and undone without christ lost and undone without god or his son an alien to the commonwealth of israel strangers to the covenants of promise forgive me while i quote the bible to you man is not as your university professors and high school wannabes taught you we are dealing in the realm of spirit. Spirit. I was in my bed the other, the other night, and suddenly I felt someone lie down beside me. Well, I thought my wife, who loves to stay up most of the night, reading Charles Haddon Spurgeon and the like, and writing all night long, had finally come to bed. So I turned over to put my arm around her, and there was nothing there. So I threw the covers off of me, and I looked around the room, having turned the light on. 
no one there. I was visited by an angel. And he began to speak to me about what I'm going to share with you. It's very simple. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The days are short, the time is running out, the hourglass is nearly dissipated. And soon and very soon, at a moment you think not, the Son of Man cometh. There is not one single Bible prophecy that needs to be fulfilled before the great harpazo, the great catching away, the great rapture of the church. If you'd unlace my shoes, I might get raptured now. This is a wake-up call from a watchman on the wall. And if you're in a hurry to get back out there to hell, just excuse yourself. But don't come running to this church when you look around and you're on a jet airliner and the pilot who's got a born-again spirit How many kinds of people? Two. Modern church says there are first kind of a person, those that are lost without God, staring eternity in the place called hell described in your Bible. Hell is real. There is no reprieve. Every person in this room is going to live forever somewhere. And there are only two choices. That Bible, which is accurate in its predictions. That book that is still the number one bestseller around the world every single month of every single year. Because it is true and it contains truth and only the truth can make you free. It's no wonder America is so bound up. They sit looking at that phone and it telling them lies all day long. Or they turn on CNN or they turn in Fox News and both of them lying to them all day long. Politicians spewing out one lie after another. At some point, somebody got to put their foot down. At some point, somebody got to push their plate back. At some point, somebody got to point their finger under the nose of the devil and shout aloud, I'm not taking it anymore. Those with a spirit that is dead in trespasses and sin, you better hear this true gospel preacher. According to your Bible, are the 
enemy of God. We don't believe that. You don't believe that. The book said, and the book is right, and everybody else is wrong. I don't care what ecclesiastical garb they may have donned and how many names they've got around their name. Dr. Potentate Bishop of the Everlasting Church of the Eternal Lord Jesus Christ. You aren't supposed to know anybody after that mess anyway. Your book says, know no man after the flesh. Hey, I feel the prophetic unction of God. You are one of two people right now. Not three. You are one of two people. Lost. with a dead in trespasses and sin spirit which dominates everything in your life. If you have a problem with sin, you don't need forgiveness of that sin. You need to be born again. Because all you've done is made a decision and you're trying to do better and you keep failing and repenting, which is not repenting, it's just saying I'm sorry and God does not want your I'm sorry. I get weary with people that say the obligatory I'm sorry three times every time I see them. They're not sorry. Sorry has connected to it, even at its base level, a change of behavior. If you've told me you're sorry three things about the same, three times about the same thing, you're not sorry. Or you'd pay the price to change your behavior. But what you will tolerate, you will never pay the price to change. Okay, I don't know if you're with me. How many kind of people are there? Two. What's the first one? Man is born lost. Job said, the oldest book in your Bible, in sin did my mother conceive me. You were born wretched. This 99% of the church world in the last 20 years has never heard what I just said. Saw a preacher on Tip Top or whatever the thing is. Where clowns hang out, I guess. There's certainly no intelligence going on there. Oh, but it's so fun to watch people mock God. Sites are gaining millions and millions and millions of viewers 
making fun of the church. There was a time when men would fear to tread where angels trod. We've lost our respect. We've lost our dignity. We have downgraded everything to the point, I don't care what you wear to church, I got on green-blue jeans. But they're not dirty. I don't look like I'm going to a picnic because I'm going to handle the Word of God today. I'm a representative of God's kingdom today. There ought to be something a little different about me. No, I'm doing all right. I'm just talking right now. I'm just laying a foundation. The knowledge that mankind is born in sin and iniquity is obvious to the casual observer. Why do we have to put rules in preschool? Thou shalt not bite. Thou shalt not spit. You ever have a spitter? I've run a school for 35 years. Occasionally you'll get a spitter. Teacher will say, how are you today, Sally Sue? Thou shalt not kick. Why do we have to do that? Because they have a nature. It's a dead human spirit. So the soul and the body are in control. Dead in trespasses and sin. Modern theology will tell you that man is inherently good. If I see one more self-help preacher, you can't help yourself. If you get born again, it will be by the power of God convicting you of your sin and convincing you of righteousness and at a dead lift, lift you out on his own. You cannot save yourself. You've tried. How's that working out for you? You've tried to be better and you keep going right back to the porn. You've tried to stop lying and you've lied three times today. Because you're not truly born again. And there are people that have been in the church for their whole life that will end up in hell because they are too prideful to say I've gotten it wrong all these years. I'm dead inside. God have mercy on me, a sinner. You getting this world changers? You're not a Christian because you go to church on Sunday any more than you're a car because you walk through your garage. Two kinds of people. And that's why it's all about the one. 
I'm going to try again. I said it's all about the one. And if you don't care about the one, because all you care about you're for no more, you are not born again. There's another kind of person. We call them saved. Saved from what? Well, number one, you can start with sin. The penalty of sin. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is life in Christ Jesus. Why? For the law of life in Christ Jesus, excuse me, while I quote the Bible, has freed us from the law of sin and death. They're both laws, sin and death, life in Christ. Now what the modern church has led multiplied millions on a rosy road to hell with is this. There's a third kind of person. Are you ready? Get it down. Always be suspicious of these people. Preachers that will tell you you're on a journey. Well, this is my journey. The Bible says deliver us from profane people. Look it up. What does it mean? People that use profane language. What is that? Unacceptable language. Why? God expects you to have some form of discipline over that devil between your teeth. Discipline yourself. What I'm trying to tell you is you don't have to teach your children to lie. Your children lied without you ever telling them. You know they did. You had no child didn't lie, steal. We had one little kid around here, first or second grade. Every day she'd come home with a lunchbox full of stuff. Every day. I said, you better deal with that. Next thing, it'll be automobiles. Man is born lost. Due to Adam's sin, which courses through your veins. The other kind of people are those who have a born again, recreated human spirit. Touched by the life of God alive to God. These have no need to be taught to pray. They can't help it. These have no need to be taught to witness. They can't help it. These have no need that somebody teach them to shout. They can't stop it. Oh, Jesus. Three minutes to tell you about that third kind, those I'm on a journey. My question to you is, when do you ever get there? What's the end of the journey? 
Well, I'm on a journey. We, we went to the altar and we prayed the prayer, but me and my boo still shacking. There are probably 10 of those couples here right now. I'm not playing because that's what the modern church has told them is fine. And by the way, it's not that you just moved in. At least in there, the bed's more comfortable than the back seat of your car. You filthy thing. Preachers need to start talking the way God talked. Filth, nasty, dirty, debauchery, filth, uncleanness. And you think you've covered it up, but it's so, so coming up under the nostrils of God. You're not on a journey. Well, I'm still, you know, I've just been attracted to the same sex. And, you know, Jesus is helping me work on that. No, come to the altar and pray till you know it's gone and it's never coming back. I mean, this thing either works or it doesn't. You don't take this by doses. You don't get born a little tiny bit at a time. You're not born, then whoo, there it is. Not on a journey. If you're on a journey, hurry up. I want to thank every person who has ever served in the greatest military the world has ever known and obeyed your orders and done what you were told to do. I salute every gold star family in America and our allies around the world. But we are in a mess. Not of your doing, but the bureaucrats and the politicians have led us into the middle of end time Bible prophecy. The stage has been perfectly set. We are, without exception, on the precipice of the rapture of the church. But there are some things going to happen before then that you better get ready for, prayed up for, fasted for, consecrated for. You better quit playing church. You better get serious 
and get right. Get rid of your unforgiveness, your tail-bearing, your lying. People walk around the church and lie four times in one day that I know of. Well, if I know it, you think you're hiding it from God? What do you do, a little tip of the hat? Sorry, Lord, but there is never a but in repentance. There is never a but in the lower grade of an apology. If you want to apologize to me, apologize and hush. I don't want to know your silly reasons. And neither does God. God is not a Roman Catholic priest. He doesn't expect you to go into a confessional and rehearse to you everything you think you've sinned on. Because you miss a 90% of it because you haven't dealt with the root of it all. God's dealing with root, not fruit. You got to be delivered from the want to of sin. God is my witness. I've never had the thought of another woman in any other way than, than I would a man. Since the day I said I do. You say, I don't believe that. I'll call you a liar. I have not tasted a drop of alcohol. Well, aren't you tempted? No. Temptation, when habitually kept at a distance, ceases to exist. Shall I give it to you again? Temptation, when habitually kept at a distance, ceases to exist. I'm not tempted to drink. I'm not tempted of porn. I'm not tempted of, of lying, cheating, stealing. How can I be tempted of what I have no taste for? Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.